touchdown. For Beck, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giant Stadium. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, New York Jets fans, on this June 8th, Wednesday, another OTA day open to the media's uh, open to the media, excuse me. An exciting one, too. Um, Zach Wilson had a strong day. It, we'll get into it a little bit with him, Garrett Wilson. He had a, had a strong day as well. He got hurt on one play, but rest assured he is fine. Uh, the Jets said so after practice. Uh, Sauce Gardner, we got a lot on him as well. The the big heavies, offensive linemen hitting the two-man sled, getting after it. Uh, and to discuss it with me is number 80, Wayne. How's everything? Everything is great. Looking forward to uh, hearing about what you uh, saw out there today. Yeah, I'm going to have to get your opinion on a few things that we saw. Um, number one, Sauce Gardner is everywhere. I mean, he's just a magnet for the football, for not attention that he's seeking, but attention on the football field where you look down there, you look across the way, it doesn't matter how close you are. And you go, yeah, sauce is in the the middle of the play. And that's just the type of corner he is. Uh, We're going to show a video here for the YouTube people. Sauce, he was wearing those oven mitt type gloves in the positionals when the DBs broke off. I don't know if the safeties were with them. I think it was just corners and they were practicing some uh, press technique uh, some outside technique, not on this video and, um, you know, wearing the mitts to decrease the clutching and grabbing off the press. Uh, anyone from your, you know, experience wear those big hamburger helper mitts in practice to, to, you know, decrease that clutching and grabbing. Uh, no, uh, I think that's a newer kind of thing, but, uh, certainly makes sense. You know, you want to get used to uh, grabbing, but <clears throat> the big thing about it is just changing, you know, the stride uh, of receivers um, when they're running on you. And you certainly, you know, you could do that without uh, using your hands, but uh, it's smart, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, you can get away with a little more in uh, in the pros and college, but certainly you don't want uh, to get a bad penalty at a, at a bad time. Yeah, here it is for people watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you might uh, listen to us. Those hamburger helper. Yeah. yeah. He could take the turkey out of the oven. No problem with those things. You know what? It just makes him uh, more work on his footwork and uh, breaking on the ball and stuff like that. So maybe, uh, maybe more guys should pick up on that uh, on the team because certainly it can't help at at this point, you know, uh, you know, when you're just in shorts and t shirts. Yeah. I kind of liken it to the basketball player dribbling a tennis ball instead of a basketball. Right. It's, not exactly the same thing, but you're, you're just trying to simulate a tougher experience. Yeah. But when he takes those things off and he's able to use his hands, is this going to be that much better? His footwork and everything. Right. 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 I mean, we'll see. And that was one of the, uh, you know, I don't want to call it downsides, but one of the things, one of the call outs about him that 
he, he would grab and press. He would use those hands. He would get a little handsy. And to see, you know, at this level in the NFL, you can get away with it at times in this era is very tough. But a lot of that is based on reputation. And he's going to have to build that reputation up. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> you don't want to go in there and being known as a, as a grabber right off the bat. And against veteran receivers, he might not get the, to the benefit of the doubt uh, to begin with. So uh, taking every measure he can to, uh, you know, start off being known as a clean player um, is certainly important to the rest because that stuff does matter. Yeah. You know, guys out there, the pros out there, they all, you know, Pro Bowl receivers, you know, once they start complaining, I know for a a flag, you know, might they, they might get a call uh, uh one of these on uh, one of these plays. So uh certainly, you know, he's got to go in there and use his footwork more than anything. Yeah, you get Tom Brady and his quarterbacks, his veteran quarterbacks yelling at the refs too. Yeah, you know, it doesn't uh, equal good time. So right, hey, so they're gonna pick on him, but this right. is just part of the uh process becoming a pro and being a young guy. Yeah, if you're a rook, you have talent, build that reputation. You can get away with a lot more. Yeah. Uh, another video here, got the old lineman hitting the two-man sled. And as I said in the last podcast, as I wrote, you know, these are OTAs. And so that's my expectation coming in. They're voluntary, voluntary OTAs, so I don't expect a lot. But I like the pace. I, I like the structure. You know, it's more of an in-season practice where, you know, they – they stretch, they do positionals, they do some teams, they go back to something else, uh, some instructional stuff, special teams, back to seven on seven. So he kind of goes back and forth, to try to simulate team seven on seven, uh, you know, versus positionals or special teams. Yeah, and uh, the, the linemen are getting stuff. after it. Yeah, footwork, technical stuff, hand mm -hmm. placement, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, low impact stuff, no injuries. Right. Uh, like I said, just working on on your game shadow and, you know, just hand fighting stuff like that. So uh, it looks like they're all into it. I've seen the videos of them coming out from the um, locker room. You know, they got the camera out there and everybody thinks seems excited to be out there. And, and you can see that in the videos. Yeah. The jet social media team. So shout out to them. They, they get a lot of goodies from these guys coming out of the locker room. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. They look for what I've seen. Uh, they look good. And I, I like everything I've heard. Uh, from the interviews that they've had after practice. Yeah. Zach Wilson, always a big topic. The quarterbacks, it's quarterback overreaction season right now. It's overreaction season for anything football related in June, July, even August, but more so with the quarterbacks. And right. even the reporters who do a good job and lay it out, positive, negative, can get hurt when certain media outlets pick up certain things. Uh, so last week there was a little snippet from somebody that Wilson struggling with inaccuracy in OTAs. And that was basically just based on one sentence from someone. Um, he started slow last week, first three, four or five plays, uh, then placed it in good spots. Today, he looked very confident on a lot of throws. Other throws, he gets that bolt of overthinking lightning, you know, during his mechanics. And, and it could foul up his mechanics where... He's ready to unload it. He reads the play and then boom, it, it, something unsure hits him. And I think that's his biggest hurdle uh, that he and the floor and the coaching staff are trying to overcome. But don't get me wrong. He looked good today. He placed it in a lot of good areas. Uh, one play 
he started off quick. Corey Davis, three-step, Conklin, three-step, complete, complete, had an incompletion sprinkled in there. And then I think the fourth or fifth play hit DJ Montgomery um, on a nine route against Sauce Gardner, who had pretty good coverage, but it was outside shoulder, deep, recognized single high. And it was one of the highlights of the day. Yeah, he the fact that he's getting, you know, this much more time with the the new guys uh, this year is definitely going to help him. But this is his second year. You know, he's got to take those steps that some of these other guys, these young guys have taken uh, in the past handful of years. But, uh, yeah, it's his second year being in the system, you know, second year with some of these receivers. So um, I expect him just to have some up and down days. But in the long run, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he it's so hard to describe. The number one thing is don't ever try to fully gauge a quarterback based on these days in June. It's just impossible. You don't know what their mindset is going into it, what they're trying to work on, uh, what level, what step they're trying to get to. So that's number one, you know, take every positive or negative piece of news with a grain of salt. Uh, And number two, you you just want to see progress, but you got to judge it based on the entire summer, not just June, not just August. Uh, So, so far I've liked what I've seen. I I feel like he is a little bit more confident and I think his decision-making is quick. His release is one of the quickest in the league. And I think that's so huge for today's modern quarterbacks. So, you know, as long as he gets the, uh, you know, what did I describe it as a bolt of overthinking lightning out of his system, it's full steam ahead for him. Yeah, as long as he has it in uh, June, right. uh, July, going into August and in, in the preseason, uh, he'll be fine. I know I keep saying that, and people are probably sick of it, but <laughs> this kid has got the talent. I mean, he's the number two pick in the draft for a reason. We saw flashes of it last year. So a lot of flashes of it when he came back from injury. So it's just, the sky's the limit for this guy, especially with the amount of weapons they uh, built around them. Yeah, and, and the other good sign is too, Elijah Moore wasn't out there in seven on seven and 11 on 11s today. I mean, he's fine, but he wasn't out there. So they're rotating a lot of guys, even at right. receiver. And like I said, he hit Montgomery, DJ Montgomery on a, on a bomb. Recognizing single high, not too deep. And beating Sauce Gardner, probably the best man-to-man cover corner the Jets have in terms yeah. of talent only. So that's a great that's a great deal right there. Yeah, and they're going to have five, six receivers hit the field uh, during the game and get get getting reps. So um, you know the fact if Elijah's out, this gives them more time with the other guys or the newer guys work with the tight end or Wilson. So um, it's not the worst thing in the world because obviously when guys went down last year, we kind of saw what. Uh, Barrios was made of, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, guys get a chance to step up and, uh, you know, and, and they got enough guys that can make plays. So uh, that's not something to complain about. And speaking of Barrios, once they got to seven on seven red zones near the end of media being there before they kick us out, there, there was a play where uh, Barrios was running a, I can't get specific with the routes, but, you know, near the, the front pylon in the end zone and sauce was on him. And uh, Sauce pretty much locked them up. And once it was over, they were kind of jawing at each other, grabbing each other's jersey. But it was more of a friendly, hey, I locked you up. What are you going to do about it type thing in terms of competition? So I kind of like that, those two going at it a little bit. Yeah, they're young. Um, They're going to be going at it for uh, for a while now. You know, uh, Sauce is going to be there for what it's four year, five year contract. And, 
Darius just resigned uh, and, and and look at Elijah with his second year. He's four or five year contract with the, yeah. you know, rookie options. So, you know, he's going to be going against these guys. And I always said going against Aaron Glenn, uh, beginning of my career, guys like Ray Mickens and the slot, it just makes you that much better because you have to come up with new moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, you know, they, they kind of figure you out a little bit. So uh, the, sometimes the practices are a lot harder than uh, the actual games yeah. going against, uh, you know, the guys that you see every day. That, that's true, right? Because last year everyone was raving about Lawson beating Becton in August. But, you know, I tried to remind everyone, listen, playing tackle during the season is a lot different than in August. Yeah, You know, when you're facing these guys every day, you yeah. know, they could set you up. They could set you up. And in, in season, they can't really do that. You know, you only play your, the AFC East two times a year. Yeah. And the way you rotate guys and you get matched up with every uh, different DB and the one-on-one, seven-on-seven, it just gives you a chance to see different techniques. Um, So when Sunday comes, you're not surprised by anything you see. You've seen it already, you know, every day from training camp uh, through the season. Speaking of that, the mix-up with Barrios and Sauce, and it wasn't a fight. I'm not classifying it as a fight. It was more of a friendly banter you know, face mask to face mask for all to see, like, I'm going to get you next time. Were there any instances you can remember where you, you got in the mix with a teammate? Um, not really too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, not my style. I mean, I wasn't like big of a draw. I rather like, you know, uh, you know, show it with my game, like, you know, but yeah, you know, a little feistiness, you go against the guys, same guys all year, you know, shoving matches, but never any all out brawls. Generally, that's the lineman uh, who gets yeah, sick each true. other, lean on each other and hands to the face and all that stuff. Those are the biggest explosions as far as fights, uh, you know, during the year in the training camp. But some coaches let them fight and some coaches I see uh, stop it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. It's part of, uh, you know, spending so much time against sick each other. But, uh, you know, it's, it's healthy as long as you don't do it during the game. What was it? Ray Mickens uh, took one look at an angry Corbett and started running the other way. Was that what no, happened? No, 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 no. We and him had good, t- good, uh, you know, competition, which helped me in the game. But uh, you know, it's just, you know, I always say he held a lot in practice, which is good. You can, hey, you can get away with hands it. Hands off you and, and hand fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, you know, like I said, these guys who are young or uh, new, they're just going to get better. Like I said, going against the same competition every day. Yeah. And, and speaking of the the oven mitts and clutching and grabbing, listen, if you can get away with it and you could coach it to a point where you know the league, that's good coaching. That's good play. That, that's how it works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, they're going to be off better for it. And like I said, they're, it's fresh now, you know, they're happy to be out there. But once they start seeing the same faces mm-hmm. on the field and meetings and, the, you know, video at food, I mean, that's when, you know, tempers get going. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's healthy, uh, but uh, you're going to see them get a lot more competitive once uh, training camp starts for real. Yeah. So the guy's not in action today. As I said, Elijah Moore, he's fine. Uh, Garrett Wilson had a good day. We didn't talk about him yet. He, he, you know, Chris Brout's making catches in a lot of areas in the field, a lot of different quarterbacks too. Remember the rotation? Uh, he limped off. I think it was either seven on seven or 11 on 11, uh, but he's fine. Uh, Lawson was working alone 
So he's okay. He's out there. He's looking pretty good. As I said, Becton still not there, but he w- is expected to be there for mandatory mini camp next week. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have a full squad uh, soon. Um, and like I said, this is the most important time for instructional learning this, you know, learning the offense, learning the defense, the little nuances. Um, Cause once, Training camp comes, it goes fast. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like take it on the field, you know, with the preseason games. And before you know it, you're in week one. So uh, they might as well enjoy now, you know, good coaching moments. Cause, uh, you know, like I said, it goes fast once you get to camp. And, um, you know, we uh, we talked about the first four games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to start off fast. Um, we're talking about the schedule a little bit so we can get into that. Yeah. I imagine, I wonder if it goes quicker now. Where, where it's lighter or it went quicker back in the day where there were two a days each day. Um, I think I two a days kind of drags. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, you get two practices that it just goes on forever. So uh, these days I got it nice. They don't even have to hit till yeah. every third day. Yeah. So I'm sure it goes a lot quicker, but, but you know, the dreads of a uh, training camp when I was there, there's uh-huh. uh they don't even know what that's like. It's, I mean, even high school coaches in the nineties telling us the water is your enemy. The water is for the week. Uh, yeah. Not that not that way anymore. All right, who uh, do we have? So schedule, we'll wrap up by looking at the schedule. And it, it's critical based on these first four games, as Wayne mentioned, because they all are an AFC North opponents. And, you know, at home against Baltimore, September 11th, it's going to be energy, uh, 9-11 day. Everyone knows what that means. Week two at Cleveland, will Deshaun Watson be playing? That's a major storyline right now. He recently made his Twitter profile private. What does that mean? Who the hell knows? Nobody does know. Uh, There are rumors about a suspension. Baker Mayfield's still there. Who the hell knows? Well, I mean, that's the hot topic on is he going to be suspended or not? Obviously, it. 23rd, 24th, 25th, uh, you know, a woman came out yep. and uh, had claims against him. So, you know, only he he knows the truth about what happened. So, uh, you know, I hope he's just honest. He must have been honest with the with the Browns based on the fact of how much they gave up for right. him. Uh, and they must have a pretty good idea whether he's going to be suspended or not. But they still have Baker there, um, which is, is a nice fallback plan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he got a lot of money to come in there. So if he can play, they're going to have him out there. In those days when, you know, Jets fans and the Jets rumors for Deshaun Watson feel like 10 years ago now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, I'm glad they didn't even uh, entertain, get too serious about that. It's not worth, you know, uh, even if he's cleared everything, it still sticks. Yeah. You know, people still, you know, are going to look at him and, and remember you know, the claims by, uh, you know, all these defendants. So I don't know. The sooner you get behind them, the better. But like I said, that's just going to stick with him the rest of his career, rest yeah. of his life. Yeah. And and if you're a fantasy player, that's a tricky spot too. I'll tell you that, you know, you might get yeah. a value, but we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. So uh, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done listening to everything about it. It's talked about so much, you know, if he plays, he plays. If not, Baker's suitable filling. Week three, Cincy comes to MetLife. So two of the first three at MetLife, the reigning AFC champs, September 25th. And then week four in Pittsburgh, where, you know, that's a game, you know, based on the quarterback situation for Pitt, 
they could easily win. And those first four AFC North, then you got Miami, then at Green Bay, then at Denver. Those first four, Wayne, with that AFC North, it's so unique. I've never seen anything like it. What would you expect in terms in terms of record wise coming out of those first four weeks? Well, obviously the first week is 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 a tough one against the Ravens, but mm-hmm. the, the chance to open up at home is is a huge thing. Uh, you know, the crowd's going to be in there. Everybody's going to be into it. So uh, that gives them a little edge in there. The Browns, I think they could go in there and win. I mean, uh, you know, it's not it's – a, it's a good home field advantage. But, um, you know, you have to win some games on the road to, uh, to compete uh, in this league. And I think that's one they can get. Obviously, the Bengals having them home is an advantage again. Mm-hmm. You know, are they a one-year wonder for what they did last year? Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, you know, to get those two at home is nice. But, you know, at Pittsburgh, you know, like I said, you got to win some of these um, some of these away games. And I just think, you know, what's Pickett? I don't know if he's starting the, the mm-hmm. draft pick or not, but uh, I can't see why they can't win the Steelers Browns game and be very competitive in the other two. So yeah. um, if you could start off, you know, two and two in the first quarter, uh that's okay. That's good versus these four teams. But, um, you know, uh, if you can go three and one and, and come out that way, it's even better. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Two and two, you know, you'd be happy with that considering yeah. how good that division is on paper. Uh, and I know the Jets beat since last year, the Mike White game on Halloween. But um, still, AFC North is tough. Uh, again, I still can't believe there's no AFC East teams in there, but. Hey, it is what it is. You can't, if you're a coach player, you can't worry about the schedule. You just got to play who's on the slate and go from there. So we'll see. We'll know more about what these teams are offering up uh, going in training camp, how their young guys and draft picks and free agents are uh, getting acclimated to the new teams. So I'm sure a lot of the news is going to change over the next two months. But as far as right now, I definitely think they'd line up. uh, They match up well with all four of those teams. Absolutely. Um, as far as us, the underdog jets podcast, check us out. iTunes rate and review. It's the best thing you can do. Share the YouTube video. If you're looking at the screen again, go to the underdog jets podcast page and use discount code 80, which will get you a nice discount to jet X. Uh, you can get one of these four photos and Wayne, I'm going to have to get more from you because pretty much done. I'm running out. Um, and the next virtual meet and greet is going to be July 25th, right on the eve of training camp. I think training camp might, might've started. I got to check the dates, but it lines up perfectly there. So any fans you want to ask Wayne a question, um, have some friendly banter over 30, 45 minutes, sign up for this, use discount code 80 and sign up for the virtual meet and greet. And away we go. And once we start getting stuff ironed out, we'll start doing more live podcast that people can come on and comment and ask questions so just appreciate everybody signing up the promo code 80 um and look forward obviously to uh another week in news and and joining you next week absolutely uh do you have an event coming up too i thought i saw something on instagram i will be up in queensbury new york up by lake george doing an event for operation santa claus okay at uh, oak 40 it's a bar restaurant uh for a great cause and uh, looking forward to being up there because I know there's a lot of Jets fans up there. Yeah. Um, and I never get a chance to get up there. So uh, hopefully uh, people can come out, you know, nice uh, Friday night, 
you know, uh, kind of like before Father's Day, you know, for people to come out with the family for a great cause. So hopefully I see some people there. Yeah. We used to go to Lake George and camp on the in one of the islands on the lake yeah. uh, as a kid. It was great times. And you're right. There's a lot of Jets fans up there. Yeah. So looking forward to it. All right, Wayne, until next time. Um, and also for you fantasy folks and betting folks, we're going to get into a lot of that too in, in the coming uh, weeks. So stay tuned. Wayne, until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Right.